4: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to
2: continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah!
3: It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's 5. We're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on!
2: What road problems are you guys talking about? I don't see one. All I see is a dub for Dub Nation. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the pregame show. I am your host, Joe Spadoni. Warriors, 123. Kings, 116. Warriors take a 3-2 series lead. Heading into a pivotal Game 6. Do or die for Sacramento now. Heading back to Chase Center. That's going to be a 5 o'clock tip. So... All that traffic and everything, if you're going to that game tomorrow, be sure to get off early, do whatever you got to do. you got to get there, be there, be square, because it's going to be a party. I think it's going to wrap up tomorrow. I think the Kings needed to win that game last night to win this series. I thought they needed to win Game 4, if we're being completely honest, or Game 3. They couldn't go up 3-1. They let the Warriors linger. Shout out the Cranberries. Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? The Kings did, and they're going to pay for it. Because Draymond Green had a vintage Draymond Green performance. Andrew Wiggins had a vintage Andrew Wiggins playoff performance. Stephen Curry was that dude. Klay Thompson was that dude. And ultimately, it was those guys that closed it out for the Golden State Warriors. 888-957-9570 is the number. And as always, you can call or text it on the Comcast Business text line. Twitch and YouTube, good morning. We are up and running there. Just search 95.7 The Game in the search bar. Like, subscribe, all that jazz. And be sure to download the Odyssey app. Favorite 95.7 The Game. Take us everywhere you go. You can have all your Warriors coverage and Warriors games all throughout the postseason right there on that app. 888-957-9570. We could forget the road woes now, right? Right? I think that's the thing of the past after this last win. In the playoffs, it is just different. It's just different, and the Warriors have been there, and the Kings haven't, and that's ultimately what it's going to come down to, experience. You saw the experienced guys on the Warriors take over last night. Wiggins, Steph, Draymond Green? Are you kidding me? Vintage Dre? We're getting scoring from Draymond Green? Then it's night-night. If Dre's going to drop 21 points on 8 of 10 from uh, the floor, off the bench by the way, they went off the bench again, pulling the starting lineup, didn't really do much offensively, he had a key bucket late, but 10 points for Jordan Poole, 21 for Draymond off the bench, are you kidding me? Draymond, and ugh, oh, I gotta play some Draymond highlights now, when's the last time I was playing Draymond Green scoring highlights this early in the morning? Good morning to all of you on YouTube chiming in, Luis Roberson... Sad, sad Jose fan. Hashtag Fisher out. Love that hashtag. Renell Ken C., James, all y'all. Appreciate all you chiming in so early for just getting off work, just getting ready for work. Appreciate all of you tapping in, getting ready for school. Anything you're ready to do. It's going to be a hot one today, folks. Be prepared to go to the beach. Do what you got to do. Get out of the office early. It's going to be toasty out there. It was already in the 80s at my place in Oakland in the East Bay, so... Get that sunscreen on if you need it. Or if you want to get tan, just do it in a safe manner. It's going to be hot out there. It's going to be hot today. And I looked at the forecast as I do a quick diatribe here. It's going to be like thunderstorms next week. What the hell is going on? What kind of weather is this? Hot this week, teasing us for, tea's for summer, and then we're going to have another atmospheric river. Can't handle it. Cannot handle it. Ken see on the YouTube chat. I expect Bonte and Chasky. To be wearing Dolce and Gabbana sunglasses all day. You can expect Bonte Hill to do that. I don't know about Joe if he owns a pair of Dolce and Gabbana. Joe seems like more of a uh, an Oakley guy. I don't think I've ever seen Joe wear glasses or sunglasses of any kind. Maybe on the golf course. Maybe once or twice. But uh, he's not a Dolce and Gabbana sunglasses. Curry, 900 with the hearts. Loon Dog. Cleaning the boards. That's from Luis Roberson. <laughs> and cowboy, you're right on the YouTube chat. Shaq did give credit to Curry's Kareem Skyhook, and it was it was unbelievable. Just Stephen Curry, what this man is able to do in his conditioning. I think it slept on, and I think LeBron James has kind of you know created this this mystique. Is like, well, if LeBron could do it at 38 and 39, and you know, like he's just a freak. Now Curry's doing the same thing. Curry's, I mean, he's not that old. He's 35 though like he's not supposed to be this conditioned this athletic still this quick and this skilled at that age you're supposed to wear down at least that's what we've seen in the past maybe the future is you know these guys playing into their older age maybe tom brady is inspiring guys like this i know steph has mentioned him in the past but it is just unbelievable how this guy can stay conditioned the way he is put the team on his back and must-win situations, and I know technically it wasn't a must-win situation, but you felt pretty damn good about your chances of winning that series if you went into Sacramento like you did last night and come away with the win. Again, 123-116, Warriors win, they go up 3-2 in this series, heading back to Chase Center tomorrow for a 5 p.m. tip matchup against the Kings, and the Kings, they just went cold. After that first quarter, they were 8 of 11 from 3. They were shooting the hell out of the ball from beyond the arc. And then the Warriors just hanging around, hanging around, kept driving to the rack, driving to the rack, and getting success there. The Kings can't defend at the point of attack down there. They just can't. Sabonis? Ugh. That guy. Uh, the stat line is going to look better than it was. 21 points, 9 of 15. He had some buckets late, but just... He's just not a factor this series. And the Warriors, to all their credit, have just neutralized the hell out of him. De'Aaron Fox, there was a caller that called in if the Kings were gonna win that and Fox goes off, he was gonna call it the finger game. Not gonna to touch that. But Fox, you know, twenty four points, it, it it bothered him. Nine to twenty five? Like he started off so hot, and we we're like, uh oh, maybe that finger wasn't a problem. But overall, nine of twenty-five, three of ten from beyond the arc. You're gonna live with that if you're the Warriors. Who else is gonna step up? Step up, Malik Monk. He did twenty-one points for him. But again, Herter, another bad game. Barnes, he was clanking some, over two from beyond the arc, thirteen points. So three of six, he was getting down to the rack. But who else was gonna step up? Because for the Warriors, that was the difference. Their big guy on the bench, who came off the bench again for the second straight game, Draymond Green did it. And here's some of Dre's offensive highlights.
3: Looney surveys. Back to Draymond. Now to Curry. Curry off a pick, back to Draymond 5 on the clock, Draymond, little fadeaway jumper, and he rattled it home he's got 21 off the bench
2: the fadeaway jumper for Draymond Green, and that was the great Tim Roy obviously from right here on 95.7 The Game your home for all of Golden State Warriors basketball, 888 957 9570, 415 with an interesting thought, and didn't even think about this but makes sense now that you think about it Comcast Business Text line. do you think Fox's finger flare up, flared up in the second half? It absolutely could be the case. I know he's not going to mention it or anything like that. You know, he talked about it before the game at Shoot Around. We played the sound right here on the pregame show of, you know, it's just a pain tolerance thing. It can't get any worse unless, like, I hit it and stuff like that. But I was going through the motions, and if you saw me on YouTube, I was like, pretend handling a basketball. I was like, how can you not hit it? on a basketball or on a person or like every single time. And his game is so predicated on dribble drive penetration, trying to blow past people. You're going to get knocked. You're going to get bumped. Like how could your hand not get hit constantly? Right? So it absolutely could have been a factor early on. It looked like it was not going to be a factor at all, but overall, you know, you can blame it on the finger or you could, Hey, hat tip to the Warriors defense at times. They were stifling down the stretch there and credit to the Kings. I will give them credit because so many times in these series, they could have folded. They could have just been like, you know what? We can't hang. We'll we'll pack our bags up. No, they fought. It was a one-point game late. They keep on scratching and clawing. This is not a mentally weak team at all. Mike Brown has these guys believing. And you want to put that belief to rest tomorrow if you're the Golden State Warriors. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, Curry, Draymond, all of them as this show goes on. Again, if you would like to get involved, the number 888 888- Nine five seven nine five seven zero. Ashley Murphy, nineteen eighty five. addressed that the Kings had zero foul calls in the fourth quarter. NBA is trying to drag them across the finish line. Monks a flopper, it's embarrassing. You know, that's just today's NBA, so I'm not really gonna like get that mad at all these teens flopping and stuff like that. There's egregious ones like Sabonis early on in that game, when something didn't go his way, he just looks to the ref like, huh? Get back on defense. Like, that's what I'm noticing. It is funny. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old, shout-out young Benjamin. He does imitate the flops, which is hilarious. The kids nowadays, they see what these players are doing. He literally drives to the, uh, to the rack in our kitchen. We have a little hoop on the door in the kitchen. And he drives, falls over, and then tosses up. I was like, oh, my God. There's no foul calls in the kitchen, son. I'm just trying to make some baked rigatoni. For the love of God, stop flopping. That's where he's learning it from, to your point. Appreciate you chiming in, Ashley. Here's Steve Kerr talking about Draymond Green's performance after the game last night. Draymond was amazing, especially down the stretch, calling him Draymond Nowitzki after the fadeaway. <laughs> um, it was maybe the biggest shot of the game. That and Wiggs hit a fadeaway as well. Those two shots probably were the two that stood out. Obviously, Steph and Clay. There were a lot of big shots made in the game, but those two stand out to me when Sacramento played really good defense and those guys knocked down shots at key times. Here's more from Steve Kerr and asked about keeping that same lineup in the closing minutes. We're going to ride our guys. That's our best lineup, That's two-way lineup. You know, Loon just gets every rebound. And so what we give what we give up in spacing, we gain in offensive rebounding and defense. And so that's our lineup. And both Dre and, and Loon are so good at setting screens and recognizing how to get our other guys open. So I think that's why that lineup works offensively. But, yeah, we were going to stay with them, and they, they got the job done. They got the job done. And I, how am I bearing the lead here, folks? Not eleven minutes in. How dare me? I'm I'm seeing it from the text line. I'm seeing it from the YouTube chat. Kevon Looney. Twenty-two boards? Four points? This guy is Dennis Rodman. Are you kidding me? Seven offensive rebounds? He's just something else when he gets it's I have not seen a guy that it does seem like a magnet is attached to his hands, whatever it is. He just finds and has an instinct for offensive rebounds that I haven't seen in quite some times. Some time I should say. Not since. And, and Bob Myers, president of basketball operations, he actually talked to Steini and Guru yesterday as he does every other week on the executive show. But he mentioned it in the past. I believe it was our own Evan Giddings of the uh, 415ers podcast. Also catch him on the weekends occasionally. Shout out to E-Dog. think he's down in San Diego. Dude, it's going to be nice and toasty down there. Get a nice tan, Evan, while you're down there. But he was—he asked Kevon Looney. He was like, you know, Bob Myers. He—he wants he compared you to Dennis Rodman. How do you feel about that, Kevon? And Kevon was like, huh? Seriously, it's freaking awesome. Twenty-two rebounds, seven assists, and four points for Loondog. He is something else, man. And that is grit. That is grind. That is effort. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the longest. Sabonis has every measurable up against him, but you know what his craft he works at what he does He has an instinct and when you play on championship level rosters when you have the championship rings and medal that he does It makes a difference in the playoffs when you're going up against these guys that don't have that experience Yeah, Sabonis might be an all-star, but in this series who's looked like the all-star Looney or Sabonis It's Kevon Looney. It's not even close yeah, the points. I don't care about that. He's not there to score. Not when you have Wiggins dropping twenty, Curry dropping thirty one, and Clay Thompson dropping twenty-five. It's Dog clean up the glass. It's unbelievable. Good morning, Morali, KM Johnson, Jay Lorenzano. Appreciate all y'all. No one sees the floor better than Dre. Great vision and spacing. Totally agree. And here's Draymond Green after the game talking about asked if he uh He enjoys being considered a quote-unquote villain. Let's take a listen.
1: No, I just be myself. Yeah, I don't go chasing after some villain title. Being a villain is no fun. It's not enjoyable. But I'm also never ducking any smoke. So whether that's with a player, whether that's with a fan or a fan base, it is what it is. And you gotta take the good with the bad. You know, my thought coming in tonight was like it was great to play in game four and, and the cheers that I got when I came in the game mm-hmm. for missing that game. Super special. On the flip side of that, if, if you're gonna bask in that and the appreciate that then you have to appreciate the other side as well you know we pride ourselves on not being front runners so I knew for me I couldn't love and appreciate the love and cheers that I got at Chase and then come out here and fold because everybody's booing me from the time I came in the game you got to take the good with the bad and so that was my mindset coming in Uh, I knew these fans would be at me from time I went in and to be honest with you I barely heard them I was just dialed in on the task at hand and focused and I wanted to make sure I didn't give them any of my energy. I didn't give any of my energy to them. Anything other than winning this basketball game, I wanted to focus all my energy towards that. So, for more, majority of the like a couple times I noticed them, but for the majority of the game, I didn't even hear them. I was just dialed in on the task at hand.
2: He was dialed into the task at hand, and listen, he may say he doesn't enjoy being the villain, but it's always fun being the villain, isn't it? Leaning into that, like look at kids again. I'm going to reference my young Benjamin. He's three and a half. You know his favorite character in Star Wars is. It's not Luke Skywalker, it's not Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's not Rey or any of those. It's Darth freaking Vader. Because he's a badass, he has a red lightsaber, and he's big and tall, and he's a robot, basically. People love the villains. And I love the booze. The boos are sometimes better than the cheers. Silencing a crowd, it's, oh, it's got to be one of the greatest feelings as a professional athlete. It's got to be. From the 415 on the Comcast business, uh, business Text Line. Shout out Baked Rigatoni. Absolutely. Got to get those whole chunks of tomatoes in there. Get your onions, your garlic, your pork sausage, your beef. Oh, I'm hungry now for it at 516 AM. 415. Isn't it ironic? Shout out Lance Morset. Dub's trying to find a big man all these years, and it's right under their nose. You put, took the words right out of my mouth. Didn't even know you were going to finish with. Shout out Alanis Morissette. Sorry to seal your thunder there. Uh, 415 on the Comcast business text line. 888-957-9570. It is. It is funny. Now, would you still like to have a James Wiseman or someone like that? Someone big and tall and athletic? Yes. But Loondog, Kevon Windex Looney as a schlep rock down in San Jose dubbed him. He just goes so unnoticed at times. But I'm starting to think that Each and every game that he does this, and he's in double figures in the rebound portion, he's getting the 15 boards, he's getting the seven offensive rebounds. Like, he's no longer underrated, at least not here in the Bay. No one underrates Kevon Looney here in the Bay Area. We love him. That guy, if he ends up getting all these rings, hell, put him out there. Give him a statue. Can you imagine a statue with him? He has like some Windex or whatever cleaning product, he has a rag in one hand, and he's just cleaning the boards. A backboard there, right in the middle of Thrive City. That'd be pretty freaking sick. Get up on a ladder to take a picture with him. Thumbs up. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. 957 9570 Looney's freaking awesome, man. Love that guy. Morning, Nicole Diaz chiming in on the YouTube chat again. We are up and streaming on YouTube and Twitch if you want to follow us that way. Download the Odyssey app, favorite 95.7, the game, all of that. Some other news and notes from around the league last night. Bucks! Yeah! The number 1 seed Bucks, night night. 128-126, in overtime, the Miami Heat vanquished the Milwaukee Bucks. And we're going to play uh, some sound from Giannis Antetokounmpo here in a second. He had this amazing post-game rant that I think yes, even on a Warriors Thursday win reaction, we will play some of this sound. It is that good Giannis talking about if his season was a quote-unquote failure. As from a reporter, so we're going to get into that. Very interesting words and thoughts from Antetokounmpo there as the Milwaukee Bucks are out in the first round. Huge upset there, and the first play-in team to win a first-round series ever since the play-in game has been installed. The Miami Heat taking out the Milwaukee Bucks. They, the Miami Heat, now face the New York Knicks, who defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. I had to catch my breath there for a second. 106-95, to 95. Julius Randle leaving the game, though, with an ankle injury. And I'm sure if you're a Knicks fan, you're hoping at least that Bucks heat series would go longer just to see what that ankle's, uh, ankle's going to be like for Julius Randle. They're going to reevaluate him today. Didn't look good. He didn't come back to the game. But that first game is now scheduled for 1 o'clock on Sunday. I think that 1 o'clock Eastern, maybe 10 o'clock Pacific time. Miami Heat at the New York Knicks. And the winner of that series is going to face either Celtics, maybe the Hawks, Sixers already punched their ticket, so a lot of interesting layers taking shape here. And listen, as it pertains to the Golden State Warriors, I told you when Wiggins came back, I have them penciled into the NBA Finals. And for a team like the Milwaukee Bucks to get knocked out that early, not trying to look ahead here, folks. Not trying to look ahead. Still got a lot of series left, a lot of games left. Hell, you got to get out of the first round first. I get it. Just saying. Getting a guy like Giannis out of the way in a long team like that, couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. Here's Giannis Antetokounmpo after the game being asked if his uh, season was a failure.
4: Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. Okay, because I'm not that... up. You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, do you, get, do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right, so every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No, every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide a house for them or take care of your parents, you work towards a goal. It's not a failure, it's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. You know, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? I'm not I mean, so. Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year somebody else is gonna win. Similar as that, we're gonna come back next year. Try to be better. Try to build good habits. Try to um, play better. Not have a 10 days stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So, 50 years from 1971 to 2021, that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it. You know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully, we can win another one. You know, I sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year I wasn't the in the uh, right mind space to answer the question back.
2: Giannis Antetokounmpo there talking about if his season was a failure, getting knocked out in the first round. You know, it is a very unique, and, and Giannis obviously being a, a Euro and being from Greece and all that, it is a very uniquely American mindset. If you compare it to whatever, Premier League or any of the large soccer leagues, La Liga, Ligue 1, uh, Serie A, all those big ones, Champions League, what have you. It's very uniquely American to say, you know, if I didn't win the championship, it's a failure. That That's our mindset. As Americans, we expect to win. We want to be the best at anything, any sport. That is part of our culture and DNA. It's not like that in other countries. It's not. It's very uniquely American. Now, do you want to win? Of course, everyone wants to win. Any athlete at the highest level wants to win. But it's specifically an American quality that, hey, some people love it. Some people hate it. A lot of people hate it. But we expect to be the best, and in the NBA, largely American, we expect to win. And Giannis, listen, he just wanted. To, he he has a bigger and broader perspective when it comes to things like that. He's already won, so maybe if he hadn't already won at this point, his answer would have changed. But I thought it was just an interesting and to have the face of the league or one of the faces of the league, Curry, LeBron, obviously, but. Maybe the future face of the league once those guys are phased out. Giannis answered the question like that. Thought it was interesting. You need to play that as the Milwaukee Bucks get ousted in the first round. 128-126, the final there is the Miami Heat. And Jimmy Buckets, my goodness, this guy, is he going to make the Hall of Fame just on his playoff performances alone? Because he just turns into a Hall of Famer whenever the playoffs come around. It's unbelievable. Jimmy Butler. Like, where is this during the regular season? We don't see this. We we'll do see this Jimmy Buckets. He's like, I only play it when it matters, man. Turn it on. Maybe he's just sleepwalking through the regular season. He's doing his own version of load management. Then once the playoffs come around, he just turns into one of the greatest players of all time. It's pretty unbelievable. It's pretty unbelievable. Bop it, Master 19. Bop it. Give myself a two there. He says on the YouTube chat, "I bet if Luca was asked the same question, he would say different." No, I'm not comparing. I'm not saying all Europeans and stuff like that are going to answer it the same way. People from different countries and whatnot. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a very unique American mindset about winning all the freaking time. Giannis said, "Hey, I don't view the season as a failure just because we didn't win it all." Some people you can ask Steph; he'll probably say the season is a failure because they didn't win it all. Now, context matters like that if they get bounced in the second round. Hell, if they lose in this first round still. Like, he would probably say the season was a failure.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect
2: impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line.
0: They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink...
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: Because you know what? They were defending champs. And if you couldn't get it out of the first round, yeah. After all that, in this tumultuous season, and the punch to the face, James Wiseman getting traded, animosity, the Wiggins drama, all that, yeah. You could probably say the season was a failure. But if Stephen Curry, you know, went in his post game and said it wasn't, well, I'm sure that would actually be an interesting topic here on 95.7 The Game, whether or not that Warriors season was a failure. I know Stephen Curry's the guy for a lot of you, and him saying that would actually probably be very, very interesting. But Giannis, Milwaukee, that market's different. He's already brought them a championship. He could do no wrong there. 8 at We're going to continue to take your calls and texts. Comcast Business Text on YouTube, you guys are all on fire. Twitch, appreciate all of y'all streaming us that way via the Odyssey app as well. Be sure to download that bad boy. Warriors take out the Kings 123-116. to 116. They lead the series three games to two and come back to the Chase Center tomorrow for a 5 o'clock tip-off. 5 o'clock. Interesting. Now that was predicated on the Memphis Grizzlies extending their series and taking out the Los Angeles Lakers yesterday to force a game six back in Los Angeles. So the Lakers are going to have the late game tomorrow. They're going to look to close that series out after a no-show from LeBron yesterday. Ugh, just a disappointing effort. It was a one-point game with a couple minutes left in that third quarter, and then Darvin Scam, as I'm calling him these days, not Darvin Ham, taking out Anthony Davis for the last few minutes. Oh, take out your best player in offense and defense. Looks what happens. Grizzlies going like a 13 nothing run and they uh, run away with that. So they extend it to a sixth game. Lakers taking on the Grizzlies tomorrow, and then the Warriors taking on the Kings at five o'clock. Eight at eight, nine five seven, nine five seven is the number. Come on back. This is the pregame show with Joe Spinoni, ninety five, seven the game.
3: Oh, back to the pregame show on ninety five, seven the game.
2: Welcome back, pregame show. Joe Spadoni, ninety five seven. The game. Warriors one twenty three. Kings one sixteen. Draymond Green twenty one points. Kevon Looney twenty two boards. Are you kidding me? Klay Thompson twenty five. Steph Curry thirty one. Ho hum. Wiggins twenty points. Just doing what he does. Jordan Poole adds in ten. Gary Payton the second eight points. Six boards, two steals. These guys were active. They were feisty. Probably shouldn't have even been as close as it was in the last minute. It was though. Hey, I give the Sacramento Kings credit. They are not making it easy on this team. And I said it before this series started, and I, as it as it has gone along at 888 957 9570 if you want to get involved in the conversation, Comcast Business Text Line, YouTube, Twitch, hello, how you doing? We're streaming there. Chime in as well. But I said it before the series. This potentially, and I was telling Joe Shasky of the cross-jover, he will join me in about, oh, 12 minutes or so, as he does each and every day, Monday through Friday, at 5.45 a.m., Joe Shasky of the Morning Roast joining me. I told him, I was like, Joe, is it possible that this first-round series against the Kings is the hardest one they play in the Western Conference? And he was like, Ah, you know, if they play the Suns or something like that. And I was like, that's fair. That's fair if they play the Lakers, maybe. But I just thought, that the reacclimation of Andrew Wiggins would take some time. This Kings team is hungry. They're feisty. They're young. They're fast. Aaron Fox is a beast. Sabonis, he's an all star. He's going to give us problems, right? And as it's gone on, it's been very difficult, but not in the way I thought. You know, Wiggins has reacclimated beautifully. The Warriors have been playing damn good offense. It's the Kings who have just been answering the punch every single time that I didn't expect. I thought if the Warriors were going to look like this offensively, the Kings would just fold. I thought they would absolutely just fold under the pressure. You know what? No one would, you know, poo-poo on them. They had a great season. It's a playoff drought that was finally extinguished. You know what? Congratulations, Kings. You just ran up against the two-time, you know, not two-time, but four-time champion and looking to defend their championship, the Golden State Warriors. You just ran into a buzzsaw. It's fine. It happens. But no. No. They've been lockstep with them every single way in every single game, and that's why. Although I do think the Warriors will win tomorrow, it's not a lock. Like I'm not, I'm not. If I'm betting on it, I'm not feeling great. I'll probably do a player prop instead. I feel great about Stephen Curry's chances about dropping more than thirty points. Maybe looking to that. Maybe someone off the bench at home that you don't expect to uh, score some more. do DiVincenzo, even Genzo, by the way. Just not his great. If we're just going to talk a little bit of negative and a positive win. Not a great night for him. He's kind of just not had a great series, but that's why you traded for a guy like Gary Payton II. Like I know the James Wiseman trade was much maligned, and we'll still see how that's going to go out moving forward. But for now, Gary Payton II has looked pretty damn good. And last night, that was definitely his best game back since being in a Golden State Warriors uniform. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Han Solo Dolo. Warriors only lost because the refs have been saving the Lakers since all-star break. They were flopping on all of our screens and the refs were calling it. Don't know what you're talking about. Maybe you meant the Kings there. From no cap. No cap is back? No caps in the chat, Sam Loveman Let's go. No cap. No other teams left. We'll shoot like the Kings. I love our chances going forward. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Nuggets and Sun Series is fascinating. Because I don't think the uh, the Suns, I was about to call them the Kendrick Nuns for some reason, but I don't think the Suns were uh, playing that well against the Clippers. And that was against a Kawhilis and Paul george Clippers team for the most part. And Russell Westbrook led, and oh, by, the gu- by the way, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, some of those putrid final games with him in a Clippers uniform. My goodness, just some awful, awful offensive nights for him. But the Suns didn't look good against them. How will they look against the number 1 seed Denver Nuggets, a much more polished and ready team, in that altitude? It's going to be interesting. I think that has the potential to go seven games. So I'm I'm not trying to look too far ahead for the Golden State Warriors. they got to finish their business, handle things at Chase Center tomorrow, 5 o'clock, be there, be square. We'll have all that coverage leading up to the game starting with Warriors Live at 4 o'clock with John Dickinson. But I feel pretty damn good about my chances in the West and going back to an NBA Finals. If they handle things in this first round, that's so all I have to say. Grizzlies, Lakers, I love the Warriors' chances against either of those teams for different reasons. And if it's the Suns, it's going to be a tough battle. But I think this first round series is just what the doctor ordered for the Golden State Warriors. 888 957 9570 is the number. I'm fired up, man. I'm absolutely fired up over that win. This series has been awesome. The weekend's coming. Payday Friday tomorrow. Warriors, Kings, Game 6 tomorrow. Thursdays, this is why I love Thursdays. It's the opposite of a Sunday scary. It's like a Thursday, a thirsty Thursday. I don't know what you want. Everyone calls it that. But whatever you want, I'm, I'm excited. I'm thirsting for a payday Friday, for a Phil Collins Friday tomorrow. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Going down to the Shire, a.k.a. Monterey Bay. Can't wait. Brother-in-law turned 40. We're going to go out and have a good time. So that should be fun. Here's more sound reaction. Stephen Curry, I'm talking about playing the entire fourth quarter and his conditioning. Uh,
0: that's built on years and years and years of work. The constant cycle of off-season work that you put in so that you're ready for this time of the year and that you can sustain that level of cardio and intensity. And I I really pride myself on it. Yes, sir! and I, it's my it's my superpower out here because I'm not the most athletic or, you know, the fastest and all that. I just got to be able to, to run the longest.
2: That's his superpower. That's actually an ode to his book. Um, he has a, a superpower book, a children's book, and uh, young Benjamin and I read it, uh, not every night, but we read it about once a week. He likes it. It's, my heart is my superpower. So it's not being the biggest or the fastest, but wanting it more than other people. And it's pretty damn cool. It's inspiring. And I love it. Benjamin, I don't think you're going to grow up to be six three. He gets six foot. He's got a shot. I'm not poo pooing his dreams or anything like that. Steph might not think he's the biggest, but you're still six three, my guy. Those five uh, ten and five eleven boys, like your boy right here, we we envy that. Four inches more, huh? Makes a big difference. Go ahead and cut that one. 888-957-9570. More from Steph on Lean Looney, Kevon Looney. Rebounding, And uh, I see Marianne there in Vallejo in a second. I'm going to play this clip and get right to you. Gavon Looney rebounding and his hands having a quote-unquote magnet.
0: It's a luxury to have. I mean, he's, I don't know, his hands have has a magnet connected to the ball. He's—we say the word, he's relentless. He finds, you know, the angles. And he's pretty sure-handed once he gets it to find the open guy. So it was a big, uh, big effort on his part. Second 20-rebound game of the series. I think, you know, that that gives us such good momentum and allows us to uh, have extra possessions, and it's huge for us.
2: Huge. Kevon Looney, once again, just putting the team on his back on the rebounding and just 22 rebounds, seven offensive. I don't care about the four points. Guy's been a baller. Marianne Vallejo wants to chime in on the pregame show. What's up, Marianne? How you doing?
3: Good morning to you guys. I love listening to you. I just wanted to say I lost my voice because of last night. Um, Warriors really are Warriors, and I'm so proud of them, so proud of Looney, so proud of everyone. And the refs were not calling it fair last night. That uh, fact should have been teed up on that, but they didn't. The refs looked away. We were looking at a lot of things, and they really were trying to kill Clay, because uh, giving him five fouls, uh-uh, that was thorough. We've seen a lot. And I don't know why the refs are not being called out on this.
2: Gotcha. Thanks, Marianne. Appreciate you chiming in on the pregame show. Yeah, the ref. I mean, listen, I just, the refs, it is what it is. Like, it's they're not going to be the best. You won the game. Like, that's at the end of the day. When you win the game, I'm not going to go, you know, just berating the refs and stuff like that. Were they bad? There was a bad calls. Yeah, sure, it was bad calls. You won the game. That's how I always look at it. It's losers speak to me when you lose a game. And you blame the refs, or even if you win and start blaming the referees, I get it. It's part of the game and stuff like that. It's part of the, you know, gamesmanship after it. Talking about that during a series, but you want it. You got a chance at home where calls are more favorable for the Golden State Warriors. Wrap it up tomorrow. Move on to the next one. Not worrying about that. Before we hit the break here, Benjamin's in Valley Joe. What's up, Benjamin? What's going
1: on, bro? Good morning. Hey, real quick, um, this team is frustrating as hell sometimes. But you get glimpses of the uh, of the old warriors. They'll go on. They'll, they'll play defense for four or five possessions. They get good shots. Um, they're making shots, but more importantly, they get rebounds and push it out. And uh, you know they lead the fast, the fast breaks, and uh, they get they get it going. So uh, go Warriors! Best day of weeks are Thursdays because you know tomorrow's Friday, and then there's the weekend. God bless
2: y'all. Let's go! I totally agree, Benjamin. Thursdays very underrated, especially like when you're in high school or something like that. College is like, oh, tomorrow's Friday. Let's go. We're partying, baby. 888-957-9570. Will the Warriors be partying tomorrow? They have a chance to wrap up this first-round series. They lead three games to two now after a 123- 116 victory over the Sacramento Kings. We're going to talk about that next on the cross-jover with Joe Shasky, right here on the pregame show, ninety five seven. The Game. Back to the pregame
3: show on ninety five seven. The Game.
2: Well, feel good ink on the pregame show. Feel good about that Golden State Warriors win, one twenty-three to one sixteen over the Sacramento Kings. Draymond Green, twenty-one points off the bench. Looney, twenty-two boards, seven offensive. Wiggins, twenty. Steph, thirty-one. Clay, twenty-five. It's just Gary Payton, eight. This team, man, I'm telling you, this might be as Joe Shasky joins me now. For the cross over Joe at the morning roast. Of course, he's locked in. He's wearing his city hat. He was decked out in his Warriors gear. It's just toasty in here. He's got to take it off. I was going to wear all my Raider stuff today, then I realized how hot it gets in here, and the black just it just didn't work. It's Just too hot. So I went shorts, flip flops, and a Backstreet Boys shirt instead. Still black. Sure. I was
3: looking at flip flops uh, the last couple days, so I am not a Croc guy.
2: No, I hate. I hate Crocs. Why do you hate them? Uh, I just think they're nerdy, and I don't like them. I'm there you I'm go. with you. <laughs>
3: I went Birkenstock. Could be comfortable, but eh. I went uh, like they're not they're not the leather Birkenstocks, but I got the other ones, and I'm telling you, they feel great on your feet. Oh, they're great. They've like formed to your feet. Yes. Right?
2: Jade has a bunch of yes, them.
3: yes, and and uh, when you have plantar fasciitis issues like myself, they actually help.
2: You have because- plantar fasciitis? Oh, that's right. You do. Yeah. out Paul Gasol? Yeah, exactly. Just like him.
3: So uh, anyway, point being is, I was trying out different kinds of sandals and things like that. I don't like the old school sandal where it goes in between the toes. Totally.
2: No, oh no,
3: you don't like these ones? No, That's no, no, no. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go try to get either a really nice new pair of Crocs that are like not the crocky Crocs, more like the flip floppy Crocs. Uh, but today's not the day.
2: For no, that. no, 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 no. I apologize. No, no, no. You're good because I love sandal talk here on the pregame show, but. <laughs> I was totally like that when I was younger too. Like I just couldn't like my feet feel weird yeah. on them. I didn't like walking. And then I'm just never going back. Like I just started doing it for a oh. summer. It's like, you know what? This is comfortable. So you're here. I don't have to put on socks and shoes in the morning. Yeah. So it's gonna be nice and hot. In Oakland where I live too, in the, the near the hills, it's like 70 to seventy five, like all through the summer. So yeah, it's just like you, I'm not wearing shoes most of the time. You get a ten to twenty degree difference. It's a way different. Heat, then I come yeah. in here and then I'm only in the building and then I get back in my car, so it's not that big of a difference. Yeah. Joe Shasky. Oh what if God. I told you, and I told you at the start of this. What if I told you? What if I told you that this is this series with the Sacramento Kings? And I said it at the start, before it even started, with for different reasons. This is going to be the hardest series that the Golden State Warriors play in the Western Conference. Would you think I'm crazy? After what we've seen up to this point? I mean crazy, no,
3: but at the same time, like we got to finish this series. Out. We got it. Maybe I'm just jumping to the conclusions. I feel like you are. I feel like
2: I, feel like I am. I just feel so damn confident in this team coming back to Chase Center where they have played like a championship team all year long. And listen, Draymond Green, he's got to just start coming off the bench now at this point, right? Like that's maybe it changes if it, whether you play the Grizzlies or the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers don't really score as well as this Kings team, obviously. Yeah. So maybe it's a little different. But my God, 21 points. That looked... Like vintage Draymond Green. Like, it feels like he used to do this a lot more in the past, and we've just accept, uh, accepted the fact that he's going to be 10 points or less these last couple of years. But that was a vintage Dre performance, and it was desperately needed.
3: Well, offensively, it'll probably get the headlines. But what about the two or three steals oh. down the stretch in the final couple minutes? Totally. Uh, just absolutely outstanding when it comes to absolutely incredible, in the words of Draymond in his own podcast. It's incredible. I mean, he was unbelievable. Quite when he frankly. The, when he hit the little fadeaway, uh, like whatever it was, six-footer, I was like, let's go, let's go. Then he hit the corner three. And he's doing, like, the whatever that thing is that he does with his hands as he's pointing downward. Yeah, he's doing some... This I don't even like, know what it is. Yeah. But it was like, I, I was losing my mind. And then the degree of difficulty on the the Clay Thompson shot from the corner, which was unbelievable. And then the Wiggins two-pointer. Look, their execution down the stretch was not good. Steph couldn't buy a three-pointer. No. Right? And, and we, obviously, Steph, amazing. I thought it was, like, a... B minus Steph game. Am I being mean? And then you look at the box score, it's just like, no, from
2: from beyond the arc, 2 of 10. That's horrible for Steph Curry, but... He drove to the rack. No doubt. And that, and that's, no doubt. But you saw that emphasis early and that's what we talked about yesterday. On Final Thoughts, I was like, I want to see Wiggins drive into the rack. Yeah. I want to see this team drive into the rack and that's going to be the difference. And ultimately, that's what it was because there's no interior defense on this Kings no. team. Sabonis, oh, he guy. ain't giving you anything. Alex Lynn, God bless him. Come on.
3: There's two people that <laughs> whose respect I've increased in uh, in terms of watching. Like I, I really like Keegan Murray. Yeah. I, he's a rook though. Like he He's is. got a ways to go. And I, I thought he was impressive for early on in that game. And then I don't know what happened with the hand, but he wasn't as effective. Herter obviously went out. Davion Mitchell, I like him a lot. Now, he's a he's a bench player. He's a role player. He's not a starter, but I really like him. Like I, My my respect level for him has gone up, not down. Uh, Malik Monk is a good player. He gets a lot of calls. He does. I mean, he hangs in the air. His ability to finish around the rim is, is really good. Flawed, plays no defense. I'd want him on my team, yes. but in a 6th, 7th man role. And that's what he is for the Kings. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, obviously, stud. I think with the finger, because everyone's going to look at the shooting, I thought the handle wasn't as strong. That, to me, was my big takeaway. His handle was a little looser.
2: Six turnovers for him. Right? Yeah, definitely played a factor. And then,
3: Clay Thompson, dude, just, look, I I know. I've said wild things regarding Clay Thompson because, like, there's certain nights where it just doesn't look good. And, you know, and then there's days like yesterday where, like, I've wanted to rip apart this core 50 times because I I love it so much and I want to keep winning and I want to maximize the Steph Curry and blah, 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 blah. You got to keep this core together. I mean, I mean it, when Draymond plays like that, when Clay Thompson plays like that, they do this. That was a
2: war daddy type of a game. That was. It was vintage. That's why I call it. It was like a vintage Absolutely. type of Warriors performance. It wasn't the Like, Steph, like, you think about all those huge playoff runs and championships. Steph didn't have the greatest games in all of those. No. You know what he did? No. He made timely and clutch mm-hmm. shots a lot of the time. And it doesn't have to be three point. We love, uh, and, and rightfully so, he's the greatest three point shooter of all time. He's the greatest shooter of all time, Stephen Curry. But even him, he knows if his shot's not going. Look, drive to the rack. That's what he's worked on throughout his entire career. And that's what separated, and then that's what early on his career separated, like uh, Kyrie Irving, right? Like, you looked at Kyrie, he had the shot, and he had the handle, and he had the ability to finish. Steph has all that now. I know. Like, I put him on that same tier as Kyrie, and Kyrie's hurt a lot now, obviously. The conditioning's not the same. But Kyrie, we always looked at, what was the difference? Oh, well, Kyrie can finish at the hoop. Seth does that tremendously. How about the
3: the finger roll Dude, he did the sky hook. Oh, I mean, that was so sick. Are you kidding me? I know. Kareem would have been proud of that. I mean, he was incredible. And then uh, the ability and the, I would say the patience and the awareness to to keep dribbling in that situation where they were trying to ice the game out and then take a shot that's presented to you. A layup. It's wide open. And he takes it. Uh, I counted less than 10. Oh my God, that's stupid plays or shots from the Warriors. Now, were there more turnovers in that? There were. Like, there were a couple, like, Clay got hung up in the air and he went to go throw it to Looney on a couple of different plays. And those are frustrating, but, like, I'm not mad at that play, Right. I watched Jordan Poole last night because I think lost in it. Jordan Poole was really good last night.
2: No, he was. The sats won't show up, but he was He was getting to the cup. He was doing his thing. He was really good. He had six assists. Like, that's the thing. The assists numbers were How there. How about his rebounding? Situational
3: yeah. rebounding. Uh, right. His ability to double in certain spots. And Look, the Warriors fouling. I thought they did foul in the fourth quarter. It went a little overboard for my liking in terms of the officials. Like, when Harrison Barnes basically gets 10 points at the third quarter on the free throw line and keeps them in that game. But I love the, to me, the pivotal moment of the game. We're obviously going to go to the final five minutes, and that's that's crucial. No one's denying that. Two and a half minutes to go. Steve Kerr calls a timeout. They were oscillating. I believe it was a two-point game at that point. And then, boom, they hit him with a barrage, and they closed the quarter with a nine-point little like flurry right yes. then and there. And to me, that was the critical part in the game. And they did a, a, a play coming out of that timeout where they got a GP2 dunk. Uh, it was just brilliant. I mean, I thought Kerr, for
2: the most part, was Pretty damn brilliant yesterday, and you know what? And and Steve and I've been talking about on the pregame show. You know, we sleep on these uh, these head coaching matchups in the playoffs. Like in football, it's a big deal, right? Yes, you look at Bill Belichick versus I don't know. Like a, I said Josh or something like that. If they're playing each other in the playoffs. I'm going Bill Belichick. Like Inexperienced guys, you're going with the greatest of all time. And Kerr's up there. He's, in, he's one of the greatest head coaches in the history of the NBA. And when these playoffs go on, yeah, I feel pretty damn good about his chances against a Taylor Jenkins or a Darvin Ham or a Monty Williams has been there. Joey. Or,
3: or a Mike Malone. Like, that matters. He's got whatever it is, 90-something playoff wins. He has the highest, I couldn't believe when they showed it, the highest playoff winning percentage. Of all time. That's
2: crazy. When you go up against. And we're not like, talking about one year. No. You th- you, that's like with Phil Jackson Include Obviously, Phil's done it with multiple teams and stuff like that. And, yeah. and Greg Popovich has been around a long, long time but it's crazy that we sleep on Steve Kerr as the coaching aspect, because I know basketball is a different sport of and course. it's a players driven, obviously, but coaches matter, man. Phil Jackson, Phil matters. Jackson matters. Yeah, Greg Popovich, Popovich matters. Like, like, like him calling timeouts with quick runs, that stuff matters to like, to your mindset, getting to your players. So Steve Kerr doing a hell of and, a job like this whole, this whole series. And for a team like the Kings who kind of mirror the Warriors, like the young Warriors, right? And they it really, mirrors them a lot. And if you look at like, he really only went like seven and a half deep last night. Yes. I mean, He
3: didn't have a lot of options. You know, GP2 was brilliant. Look, I think there's an argument. Maybe today's not the day. Maybe it's down the line. Maybe you need to see more evidence. There is an argument to be made. You don't win this game without GP2, and you're not getting through this series without GP2, and that alone makes it worth the Wiseman trade. There is an argument. I'm not ready to have that conversation
2: today, but I'll listen to that. Probably got to win a title. Like that's okay. what I'm thinking because the, and then that way you're justifying everything. If you want a title, it always justifies any it, trade it, it during tries, that season. Yes, I, I hear you, but you know what I mean. Like GB two was brilliant. It was really good diving around all really over the is. place, contesting shots.
3: Wiggins was brilliant. Pool was I thought pool was really good. I, to me, the effort level from pool on hustling to get rebounds, double teaming at proper times, couple of picks. I thought he was really really good attacking the cup. Um, and again. <laughs> on the Steph Curry model of of grading, it was like a B, B minus Steph Curry on, game. On the Steph Curry game, but anyone but else, Clay picked him up, but Draymond picked him up, but Looney picked him. Up. Clay was unbelievable. Clay like, was Clay was unbelievable, and I just keep going back to, I can't break this core up. What was I thinking? <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. I feel so dumb because every time I'm ready to put a fork in them and, and close the casket door, like the Undertaker, Draymond puts his imprints on the final six minutes the way he did. Clay Thompson battling horrific. Foul trouble because of the horrible Calls the, the fifth foul I mean Malik Monk Crashed into him and and, and and Clay's Laying on the ground like it's on me and I felt Clay in that moment and so Clay was Carrying them offensively for for a period He has to go to the bench he comes back in And he hits that circus shot in the corner Clay was unbelievable
2: Real quick here got about 30 seconds uh, the road, Sorry the road, I'm just so fired no, up no, no. The road was it's a thing of the past now right they can win it is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. They it's won another playoff game in a series. It was incredible, quite frankly.
3: I mean, and, and then Kavon Looney. Like, if one guy doesn't
2: embody He's, what it means he, to embrace a role on a team. Dude, get him the statue. I already said it. We, we're going to get right in the middle of Thrive City. Get the statue, the bronze. It's Kavon Looney climbing up. He's got a spray bottle and he, a rag.